Hi there, beautiful soul. I would like to do something very interesting in this video. I would like to show you the entire process of how a chronic disease is formed in your life, how it's being created, and of course then how to reverse it. I would like to talk about all the popular approaches like brain retraining, um, emotional healing, uh, the role of the autonomic nervous system and the limbic brain. I would like to talk about coping strategies and de-stressing yourself from the root and really um, tackling the root cause behind the problems. Therefore, stick with me and I'd like to present to you a chart that I made two years ago. And as you can see, it started. It starts in the chart with limiting thoughts. If you have a limiting thought, it's a thought that is limiting. So it's basically denying reality. So it is against you. It's against yourself. It's against life. And therefore it is stressful. It's a stressful thought to, to think about. But if you think that thought over and over again, somehow it becomes a belief system. And eventually you're not even aware anymore of the belief system. Uh, it's probably completely in your unconscious mind. So let's say you have the limiting thought that you're unworthy, not good enough. And you have to prove yourself somehow to be worthy. You have to do all kinds of things. Think this over and over again and you start to believe it. Then that's a limiting belief. That limiting belief will color your perception. It's the filter that you look through life through. And it will change the way you experience life. Plus, since you're unworthy, you would also uh, involve yourself in all kinds of things that you normally wouldn't do. Normally you were worthy. You had your own boundaries. You had your strength with you. But now you can no longer keep up with that. The experience might not be completely different, but if you have a belief system of being wordy, the same experience might have a completely different experience for you. Involving yourself then in all, all these kinds of experiences will create at some point feelings and emotions. And I'd like to talk about two specific feelings and emotions that are very interesting. And they are fear and anger. They are very interesting because fear and anger activate the fight or flight mechanism. So anger is fight and fear is flight, running away as fast as you can. This means that the autonomic nervous system is going to give you an energy push in your body to run away or to fight. Lots of bodily processes like digestion are not really important but all your strength and energy goes into clear thinking and your muscles to be strong in a fight or have enough endurance to run away. If you then, however, have a belief system that you're unworthy, that you're not good enough to um, use your fight or flight mechanism, the energy of the fight or flight mechanism, which is huge, is going to stay stuck in your body. And therefore, you are going to the freeze response of the nervous system. And in the freeze response of the nervous system, you create a trauma. That means you don't really process the event anymore. And you sort of, you sort of block yourself. And people have limiting or no memories whatsoever about an event that triggered a trauma. 
that doesn't mean that for your adult self those moments were really bad they don't have to be but it was for your younger self very difficult and hard moment that's what we need to acknowledge it's not about ourself rationalizing trauma away because the energy still stu it keeps stuck in your body in order to do to to not release the fear and anger response the fight or flight response you have to suppress it and we're going to suppress this in the unconscious mind where we can also um, where we can also uh, suppress belief systems and everything and perceptions that we do not want to feel because we need right now we need coping mechanisms to try to reach outside of yourself in the projection of yourself in the world to reach the opposite therefore people are going to do all kinds of things and they probably worked once or twice in such a difficult moment to to deal with that uh, inability to use the fight or flight response maybe uh, in school you were not able to run away or your parents you were angry at your parents but you also loved them so you know you didn't really know what to do with that so you need a coping mechanism to deal with the feeling that is basically a deep unworthiness, unpleasant feeling of the fight or flight energy as well. To cope with that, you're going to reach the opposite. And you can try getting worthiness from someone else by pleasing. Or you can impress people. People can are doing all kinds of things to... Uh, overcompensate a belief system or a feeling according to schema therapy there are three kinds of coping uh, mechanisms overcompensating um, techniques those are the most common for people with a chronic disease they're basically fighting themselves then uh, there is denying think about um, numbing yourself uh, with alcohol alcohol and then there is fall into it you can fall into a trauma response as well that means that you are basically saying things like yes but i am unworthy so i don't have to do it because you don't want to be confronted with being incapable to do some things and the most common coping mechanism uh, for people with a chronic disease is overcompensating um, uh, overcompensating personality types that evolve themselves over time. And Dr. Sarno, from, uh, known from TMS, talked about it. And he talks about perfectionistic tendencies, pleasing, uh, overly responsible, uh, and so on and so on. It's a personality that you create to deal with all of that. And also on top of that, because of the stress you will create symptoms in your body symptoms because you know your digestion did not work so you maybe uh, develop irritable bowel syndrome long-term irritable bowel syndrome will um, give you a deficiency in nutrients so you become weaker over time uh, you can also develop skin related uh, diseases like eczema or uh, think even about migraines let's say uh, there is a trigger for the trauma and you feel suddenly unworthy it could be a very small thing it could be watching an advertisement of a very beautiful model 
and you feel like oh i should be do i should be like that then that triggers your unworthiness and then you can develop a migraine attack so these are in the beginning still small symptoms although over time they have a huge effect on the body because they make the body a very stressful place to be in then you have to deal with that as well and that is also going to be part of your personality a personality that is then basically trying to control everything in life trying to control the personality trying to control the triggers trying to keep doing the coping strategies of pleasing and pressing and all kinds of other coping mechanisms that people develop and dr sarno he talked about uh, that people with chronic back pain usually have more or less the same personality and i've made once a video about the personality traits for people with uh, mecfs how they're all pretty similar in in some ways so the next step is already a chronic disease and for me a chronic disease started uh, after uh, triggers that triggered all of this it was just overwhelming for my nervous system the fight or flight response from decades was the buildup was intense and i was feeling almost like life was getting more superficial because all of it was suppressed into my unconscious mind so i basically fled into my mind away from the body where the triggers are then the first experience of a crash was a limbic protection mechanism oh sorry limbic the limbic brain is protecting us from stressors that our egoic mind that we develop with coping mechanisms and our personality to escape from dangerous things maybe like fear and anger or the fight or flight that becomes a danger for our survival for our uh, limbic brain it's the way we programmed ourselves and the limbic brain is going to create symptoms think of uh, primary symptoms like a, like a crash Then there are also secondary uh, symptoms and even tertiary symptoms that are the result of being long-term in a state of stress. If you think about a secondary symptoms, it could be sleep deprivation. And the consequences of that will be as well feeling worse and worse and worse and worse. That, that negative spiral is going to result in a chronic disease then. And since the stuck fight or flight energy is created in the autonomic nervous system, people usually think that a brain rewiring technique where you trying to visualize a place of calmness by, um, for example, the stop techniques like stop can put you in a different mode, a mode of calmness. And you can even hardwire or make it easier for you to access a state of calmness. And when you do that, you will probably notice lots of improvement. People often state after like a few weeks of doing that only that they are 80% recovered. What I think is that it really helps great with the secondary and tertiary symptoms. So the sleep deprivation maybe goes away and uh, ter tertiary symptoms go away and the crashes can become milder then there are of course people who mentioned that these active visualizations where you're really going to embody every time of the day that you feel stress um, a moment of calmness 
as vivid as you can is helping them completely to get rid of their chronic fatigue syndrome. I think this could be the case, but I think it's for a minority. I think the majority improves and we often hear this 80% thing, but we still haven't dealt with the primary limbic brain uh, reactions like, uh, like crashes. Although the fear, the fear that might be triggered with the crash might become better and better and better because you're less afraid because you've got some form of control back in your life. Therefore, um, it's, it seemed to work for a lot of people. And in a lot of these uh, approaches, like this was making you from rock bottom all the way going up to 80%. So keep going with it, keep doing it, keep doing the strategies. At the same time, a lot of these techniques and personally myself as well, I use a lot of um, techniques to work about belief systems because you see the belief systems were the cause of all the stress. And we can apply lots of hypnosis techniques as well to um, access the subconscious mind where we can put new belief systems in our unconscious mind. But when you are getting more in a place of safety, because basically the autonomic nervous system is you're telling yourself that you're in a place of safety, you can start to let go of stressors. But that might have been the very first thing that caused the limbic brain to react in, in such a way. I think around 70% of all people who develop a chronic disease have it developed after a period of relative calmness. Let's say a dysfunctional relationship ended or a stressful job ended or they handed their papers in for a study. There was a period of calmness. And what happens then is that things come up. In the animal kingdom, you see as well after a, a long-term fight or flight response is that animals are going to lay down and going to shiver. Um, there are lots of ways to, to get rid of, of stress because at a certain point, your body, let's say this is your body, here it's 0% and here it's 100%. This represents your body. Kyle Davies from um, the Intelligent Body as well stated that your body is the, the stress bucket. You, can, you have to swallow all these stressors, swallow the fear, swallow the anger, swallow the fight or flight response and swallow as well the stressors that you feel by applying all these coping mechanisms because that is also enraging yourself in some way. So you keep swallowing the stress and over many years your bucket is going to be completely full. Releasing it could be... Um, Trauma, could, you, you could release it by, uh, by crying, for example, parts of it. Um, other forms of release are yawning or even laughing, shivering as well. And over time, you can lower your stress bucket and you can develop some energy. But then you still have the belief systems that come up of unworthiness. So you're going to try, a lot of people are going to try then to apply their coping mechanisms. A very good question that I can ask for people who are with a chronic disease is, imagine you have your energy back. What will you go and do? And then most of these answers are coping mechanisms that people rationalize away as if it is normal to act in such a way. But they, if they're really honest, and you have to be brutally honest with yourself, then what you see is that these coping behaviors, let's say, for example, an example, uh, there's a man, men usually want to work out very hard and become really strong. That's 
coping mechanism to deal with uh, the feeling of, uh, of weakness and trying to prove your worthiness to the outside world and therefore it's a way to find connection again a lot of things that we do are to connect with others because what you see in this graph is that there is a lack of connection this connection of life and yourself is to probably a root problem as well so going to the gym is enraging you because you are fighting yourself you are fighting your belief systems and you're not really releasing the beliefs releasing the emotions you put it as a plaster on top of yourself so then the stress bucket will go uh, will, will fill itself up and when you're completely full you're completely um, weak and in bed and then you are going to relive weakness and unworthiness over and over again until you're ready to get it out of your unconscious mind in a lot of neuroplasticity techniques they also work on thoughts and beliefs because you know negative thoughts are obviously not helpful but a negative side effect of that is that triggers can come up so the fear and anger might release itself because it's no longer necessary because it was there it was like a it's like a house of cards and you remove the bottom card and then you know everything comes up but then they always tell you that fear and anger are not necessary because they activate the fight or flight mechanism so don't do these negative emotions and even not grieve and other emotions that they judge as as negative but i'd like to say there is no such thing as a negative emotion uh, i think fear is very good because it's trying to protect you uh, anger is as well a protection mechanism but anger is a very interesting emotion from all of these because it's much more than an emotion a destructive way of anger is what we uh, label as as wrong or unwanted or bad but when i think about anger i think it's 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 a strength that comes from the gut and it comes through you and once it's it's all the blockages are gone your eyes will shine differently and you have a strength to stay in your power you're like a mountain you're unshakable you're unmovable you are doing your own thing in life you can't be manipulated so anger is is part of being in your own strength it's it's, it's like a power that you feel inside of you that means it's constructive anger but anger also is a force for you to go doing your 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 path in life and with your creativity using your gifts the way that you want to do it and eventually it's also a sexual power so it's anger is that what stirs us in life this is what moves us and unfortunately we are confronted over and over again by destructive anger and therefore we think that anger is bad and eventually we suppress it completely in the unconscious mind and, and anger no longer exists but that castrates us in some way we become sort of pets we are easily manipulated we easily go off our own path plus the energy of anger is not gone it's just hidden in your body it's blocked it's blocked by all kinds of beliefs and automatic behavior that you do so if you if you are working on your belief systems but you're not ready to release fear and anger in such a way then go very very slowly 
and I use in the in the second module it's already about reprogramming yourself by hypnosis techniques with affirmations to reprogram your belief systems that means we're going to create um, the, we're going to let the house of cards that is basically this this graph we're going to let it fall I wrote in the I wrote in the in, in the middle of the circle safety because safety is important. Safety can allow us to release stuff, and it's as well like telling your nervous system that you're safe, so you can act calm. But when things come up, you will experience the exact same opposite. You will experience danger, and this is how you have wired yourself. Therefore, the limbic brain is protecting you with a crash that could be called the cell danger response. It's protecting you. It's forcing you to stop, to not involve yourself anymore in anything stressful. The, the lucky ones are the people that could heal in a few weeks with a brain rewiring technique. I think that basically comes because the trigger or the triggers are already gone. And in their period of chronic disease, their stress bucket is already very, very empty. Usually these people were still relatively young. Therefore, I don't really focus on this group. I focus on people with a stress bucket that is much, much fuller. And these people are all in a way traumatized in severe ways without even knowing them. I often experience that there are two types of people who are traumatized. There are the people that will cry instantly once they focus on their body. And then there are the ones who are completely detached from their body. They don't even really experience themselves anymore. And for both of them, what they need to do is they need to build themselves up with, for example, uh, presence, becoming aware of it of everything, of all your coping behaviors, of just, well, first of all, becoming aware that there is a world outside of your mind. So I talk about presence in the fourth module. Then another good thing to do is to um, work on calmness. And a way of, of using calmness is, uh, is pacing. I don't think uh, pacing works to imagine that there is nothing there, that you're a clean slate and you just have to be like a baby and if you keep on pacing yourself in, in five months time you can run a marathon or something. I don't believe it to work it like that, but I believe pacing is limiting the amount of triggers that trigger all of this. So if you're, for example, bed bound, then going to the bathroom is a big trigger because the only place you have in life that is that is safe is is your bed. People people are really uh, after all these symptoms. The only place they feel safe is their bed. And as well, something else they need to work on is the connection with their body, to come out of the brain and to connect with the body. That is of of course a process that needs to go really really slowly. Because the body is the place with all the stressors. So you have to be slow. You have to slowly connect yourself with your body. Peter Levine, who is a trauma therapist, talks about, you know, first rubbing your arms and your legs. And just feel like that. 
usually the emotions are between the neck and uh, the low uh, the lower gut so go really slow touch your 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 chest for a while and just be here with yourself embrace yourself really try to connect yourself as slowly as your with your body as as possible and eventually you can do things like body scans and you can tell your limiting thoughts and limiting beliefs your 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 unconscious mind then that all these feelings are safe you are completely safe all the time because all your body did was trying to protect you and you have to get out of the way you have to remove the limiting thoughts and you're actually always allowed to use your fight or flight response because that's basically a protection mechanism so yeah in the in the after the fourth module where some safety and some body connection is established in the fifth module we're going to uh, to see what is in your unconscious mind what is in your body what is in this stress bucket try to see if we can give it a voice by journaling try to see if you can move your your traumas move your your energies that are in your unconscious mind with for example ecstatic dance the sixth module is about your coping behavior really analyze it as deep as you can and to see if you can stop it and then to give you the tools to maintain a state of calmness the, the seventh module is about brain rewiring about actively imagining yourself to be in a state of calmness to give your autonomic nervous system the message that you are safe in order to use that in the eighth module where you're going to um, start with emotional healing by the, uh, investigating some small feelings inside of your body and trying to give that the opposite yourself not outside of yourself but you're going to give that to yourself and i again use lots of hypnosis techniques in there and later on in the program it's all about uh, releasing the fight or flight response by actually applying fight or flight because what happens then is that everything later than that like the coping and everything and the personality is no longer needed and the idea is that it will eventually fall away so in the final modules of the program there is emdr techniques together with hypnosis together with all kinds of hypnosis um, all kinds of emotional healing uh, techniques to release you from it it can make your symptoms worse uh, but that will also empower you empower you because you know what it is you know what is causing it and you know that you don't really have to be afraid so you're also telling yourself i understand and you build safety although you might develop symptoms so this is this whole uh, approach is not a fast thing it's not a thing that you just do some course for a few weeks and everything is gone this is something that you keep on building keep on applying in your life even after the symptoms are long gone because healing even uh, if, if you look at the graph like chronic disease when the chronic disease is gone um, the, well then the personality needs to be gone the, the symptoms are going to the other symptoms are going to improve the coping strategies that you learn in the sixth module are going to be uh, to be removed from your life the suppression is something you no longer do so you become an entirely different 
human. You're not a person anymore, but a human. And you are being yourself. Who are you really? Then in the ninth module, it's about joy. Because if everything of what we're doing in this graph is gone, you can experience joy. And we can see how simple it actually is. Because as you see, the opposite, which people are doing, is a lot of work. Then going from going to a clean slate is bringing more joy and, 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 and emptiness and space in your life. And then in the 10th, 11th, 12th and the 13th module, we're going to build upon everything. Uh, make sure you're not manipulated anymore into feelings of unworthiness or acting in a certain way by really becoming aware of, of the, your triggers of manipulation techniques that you do yourself or that others do. Therefore, I think the uh, the alignment program is is an amazing program. That's the only reason why I dared to pub publish it donation-based because I'm basically not afraid that this is worth nothing for you. I think the only thing that was lacking was an explanation of how it all works. And that's what I want to do with this, with this video. But if you apply this, and I hear so many messages of people who are applying this, it's, it's not, it is, it's not the fast way, but it gives long-term results. And that's what I want from people to have long-term results, to have understandings about their symptoms and really reverse everything, reverse the personality, um, reverse the suppression so that we can eventually become a clean slate again. So check out the Alignment Recovery Program. It's a donation-based program that you can find on my website, danielvanloosbroek.com. I also have a podcast where I talk about stories that are involved with this. Um, yeah, the program goes much deeper into this. And if you would really like to dive into your own coping mechanisms, your own belief systems, your own suppression, your own feelings, your own personality, then I do that via coachings. And a coaching with me goes really, really fast. It's not like a two-year-old psychoanalysis where you analyze yourself to death. But I try to make it as practical as possible with finding the next step that helps you to release all of this and gives you practical exercises and actually do it. I really love to release your fear and your anger by applying the fight or flight mechanism and reprogram your unconscious mind. That's what my work is. And release the stress bucket completely. This entire graph is a graph of stress. And everything that I do is about de-stressing yourself from the inside out. So check out my work. Um, check out my website. Thanks, everyone. I wish you a beautiful day. Bye.